Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If this is your first episode, make sure you go back through and have a listen to some of the previous shows that I've done. Uh, if you're a weekly listener, thank you. Um, I really do appreciate you tuning in. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about cardio um, and specifically the differences or I guess the pros and cons of high-intensity interval training, um, often referred to as HIT, and steady-state cardio. Um, now, firstly, I think it's really important that um, I, I talk about, you know, I mentioned, I guess, to start the show that if you've been listening to the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast for a while now, you'll know that cardio does not necessarily equal fat loss, okay? When it comes to losing body fat, if you're listening to this episode because you think it's going to help you lose fat, the first thing you need to make sure is that you are in a negative energy balance. And to do that, we usually create that negative energy balance by eating in a slight calorie deficit. So roughly between 300 and 500 calories below your maintenance calorie intake and then following a well-structured training program and monitoring how much we're doing. So let's say, for example, we start off our fat loss phase with four strength training sessions per week. We're eating in a slight calorie deficit and we're losing body fat. That's fantastic. Um, we don't need to be doing any cardio as long as we're expending more energy than we're taking in. When we reach a fat loss plateau, and I've spoken about this in specific episodes about reaching fat loss plateaus, uh, we either decrease our calorie intake or increase our energy expenditure. Now, energy expenditure coming from you know strength training, resistance training, and stuff in the gym is no different in terms of the actual calories burnt than whether we burn them from cardio. So if you don't necessarily enjoy cardio, you don't need to add it in at all or um, even just a minimal amount. If you do love it, then yeah, maybe you have three to four strength trainings per week and then from there to increase your energy expenditure, you can start to add in the cardio. But as I mentioned, what I want to talk about today is HIIT versus steady state, I guess the pros and cons, I guess my opinion on the reasons why you would choose one or the other and my opinion on the two of them as well. So let's start off with HIIT. So HIIT stands for High Intensity Interval Training, and you often see this fucking everywhere, this name and or the name of this type of cardio, and often it's it's used incorrectly. So I think the real definition of HIIT for me applies when you are doing something at maximum effort, so 100% intensity for a very short period of time, let's say between 5 to 20 seconds max, and you're taking a long rest between or longer than what you usually would. So a work-to-rest ratio of at least one to two, in my opinion. Um, you know, there are some instances where you may keep the rest periods a bit shorter. For example, working like 15 seconds on, 15 seconds off. Um, but even things like Tabata, where it's 10 seconds max effort and 20 seconds recovery. Oh, sorry, the other way around, isn't it? 20 on, 10 off. Um, so that, that doesn't apply either. Dug myself a hole there. But... Typically, for me, if I'm if I'm programming hit for a client or I'm doing it myself, I'm doing maximum effort, maximum intensity between five and twenty seconds. Rest times can be anywhere from forty up to sixty, even ninety seconds between efforts. The whole purpose of high intensity interval training is to produce maximum effort to maximum output, uh, similar to that feeling that we all got when we did hundred meter sprint in school, where you absolutely gassed at the end. You've only been running for um, you know, a short period of time, but you're wrecked for ages. That's the feeling you should get after every single set on hit. So if you're going for a run and you're running for 30 seconds and then walk, uh, walking or jogging for 30 seconds, that is not hit. 
that is does classify as interval training, but it's not high intensity interval training. So uh, I guess the first thing we can mention is the difference between hit and what's not hit. So um, and, and as well, guys, like you've got to understand that your maximum efforts cannot be sustained for a very very long period of time. So if you're doing 45 minutes of hit, that's not hit. Um, in the end, it is going to be interval training, but I think for me, I like to program anywhere from literally three sets of cardio of conditioning with hit, all the way up to maybe a maximum of 15 to 20 um, sets of maximum efforts, and even that is pushing it. If you're wanting to get the most bang for your buck and you're really wanting to put in 100%, which you should be um, with hit, that's just what you've got to do. Um, okay, so we'll start off with the, the pros of hit training. I think first thing is that it's very time efficient. Okay, so if you're finishing your session or you've got short, you're short on time, you obviously don't have time to go for a 45 minute jog. Okay, if we're doing five sets of 10 second max efforts followed by 50 seconds recovery, it's five minutes total. Okay, so <clears throat> it's over before it's even started. Um, and it's very time efficient, and, and I think that's why a lot of people do it, and that's why it's appealing to a lot of people, is because it's a short period of time and, and they think it's going to be a lot easier, which is not but it is very time efficient. Um, your body tends to still continue to burn calories and energy post session. So once we've finished a really high intensity interval training session, your body still metabolizes those calories for a longer period of time. Okay, so some people refer to it as the afterburn effect or whatever, whatever you want to refer to it as. Up to 24 hours, I believe. I could be wrong, I'm not saying that it's definite, but um, if we're doing max effort sprints, then by the time we finish those sprints, and we go home and later throughout the day and even towards the end of the day and sometimes at night, our body is still is still burning through that energy, trying to recover and repair those muscles, similar to what happens after we lift weights um, in the gym. So that's another pro of HIIT. Another thing is that you can also increase your strength with HIIT training because we can do strength-based or strength-loaded um, HIIT efforts such as sled pushes, you know, tire flips, battle ropes. They're usually the best forms of high-intensity interval training apart from sprints in my opinion where you are actually moving weight. So you're getting multiple benefits in one. Um, I, I think that's that's a, a big big reason why I program that a lot into my clients' programs is because they are still getting, I guess, they're killing two birds with one stone. Um, another pro of HIIT training is that it can be competitive, but it also is going to improve your athleticism. It's going to make you feel so much better about yourself because you're going to be increasing your performance. Your performance is going to actually improve we talk about you know going for a steady state jog then the idea is to reach a point where your heart rate stays the same and you can maintain that that pace or whatever it is if it's a jog if it's a swim whatever high intensity interval training every single time you train you're going to feel like it's the first time you've done it you know that first time you go into the gym and you do a workout and you go holy fuck that was hard um, hopefully this gets easier well hit training doesn't i mean every time you do sled pushes by the end of it you feel exactly the same you're absolutely gassed People typically, you know, if you're listening to this and you've done HIT, you'll probably notice that every time you do these hard intervals, um, you start yawning, and that's because your body can't provide enough oxygen to the working muscles, and and, and that's what happens. Or you might feel like, you know, you, your chest is really burning, and that's because you're just not able to, your body's not able to provide enough oxygen and blood to the working muscles to repair and recover in time, um, like it does in steady state where everything's just nice and smooth. Um, so, improved performance of HIT is is also a major benefit, I think. In my opinion, now, I don't have any evidence to back this up, but I just think in terms of an all-round athletic lean physique, HIT just dominates compared to steady state. I, I know this is not the best example, but when we talk about the difference between a, a marathon runner and a sprinter, 
a sprinter may do a total of, let's say, probably not even, two minutes of work for their whole training session. Two minutes, which is absolutely fuck all. Marathon runner is doing, a, you know, whatever they're doing. It, depending on how many Ks they're running or what type of session they're doing, but they're, they're doing a lot of cardio. Now, you think of the difference in the physique of a sprinter versus a marathon runner. One of them, the sprinter is doing strength training, very high-intensity interval training or, or, or efforts, eating well, obviously, um, and their physique looks majorly different compared to someone who is a marathon runner, which does a shitload of cardio, um, but doesn't have that muscle definition. And, you know, we know we know that muscle definition is created by increasing the size of the muscle and reducing the overall body fat percentage covering those muscles. So that's that's something to keep in mind as well. I'm a huge advocate of, of HIIT training. Now, some of the cons of HIIT training is, is that it's very fucking taxing. It's very hard. It's hard on your body physiologically and mentally as well, which we'll talk about in a second. But it can hinder or have a negative effect on your recovery. So, um, you know, if we're doing high volume, um, if we're doing high volume training, and we're in the gym lifting weights, let's say between four and six times per week, and we're doing hit training as well, then you may find that your recovery is not good enough to be able to back it up the next day, go in and lift at your best, and try and get stronger and progressively overload, which is what we're trying to do in the gym because you're not recovering as well, because it is so taxing. If you're going max effort 100%, then you should be absolutely wrecked, and it should be hard on you physiologically to recover in time, and that's just that's just how it is. The second thing, or the other reason why I think, or the other con, I don't even know what con stands for, but I've hit, is that it is extremely fucking hard, and most people don't go hard enough to see the benefits. So you kind of got to weigh up what you want, whether you want something that's short on time and it's going to save you time. And yes, that sounds like it's going to be easier, but trust me, it is not. It's far easier to sit on the treadmill or the bike for 30 minutes and just roll the legs over, you know, have a look at the internet and check your, your notifications on Instagram than it is to go out and do max effort sprints. One definitely is shorter in time, but it's a lot harder. So that's one reason why a lot of people don't enjoy it. It's because if they're going to get the benefit out of it, they need to get way out of their comfort zone. And every single time, like I said before, you're going to reach the point where you feel like throwing up. You feel shit. You're absolutely exhausted and you can barely move and you're not getting enough oxygen to the lungs. You're not getting enough oxygen to the working muscles. And it's just hard. It's very hard. And that is uh, one of the reasons why people tend to stay away from HIIT. Um, I think another thing you need to keep in mind uh, um, with with the HIIT side of things is that um it's injuries as well okay max effort if you're a little bit sore you've just done a leg session or whatever and your hamstrings are a bit tight and then you try and go and do sprints then if your mobility is not up to scratch and you've had some some soreness or tightness then the chances of you injuring yourself are a lot higher if you're working at maximum intensity compared to to a lot lighter load or a lot lower intensity like you would with steady state or or moderate intensity cardio um, so they're the pros and cons, in my opinion. There's probably plenty more we can add in there, but they're the main things that I like to consider whether I'm giving myself or a client um, HIIT training or, or steady state. Now, the reasons um, I think that people should choose HIIT is that, or the, the type of people that should choose HIIT, in my opinion, are those that are very time poor, so people that are very busy at work, don't like spend a lot of time in the gym and just want to get the most bang for their buck. Um, those that may be on holidays, okay, so you want to get in, get out, um, it can be done anywhere. You don't need equipment. You don't need access to a gym, which is also a good thing. Um, that, that's a, that's a, a big reason why you would choose HIT. And then lastly, like I mentioned before, I think it leads to all-round more athletic, muscular physique compared to steady state. 
uh, I feel as though, you know, we, a lot of people I talk to anyway um, are, are in the gym wanting to look lean, wanting to look muscular, wanting to look athletic, but they don't train like it. And, and like I said before, if you look at a sprinter, they train like they want to look like that. They train in a way that is going to give them those results. So we are no different. Obviously, we're not competing at a professional or high level as sprinters or, or as power and speed athletes, but we can still train the same and get the same results in terms of how our body composition is. So that's something to consider as well. So that's HIIT training. Now, I want to touch on steady state as well. Obviously, we're on both sides here and, and you can kind of weigh up which one's the best option for you. <clears throat> Um, I think the pros of steady, so for those that don't know what steady state is, it's when you're getting to a point where, you know, it's, it's usually longer in time and maybe anywhere between, it doesn't matter how, how long it is, it could be 15 minutes, but let's say, for example, between 20 and 60 minutes of cardio, you're reaching a point where your, your body is able to keep up with the intensity. So you're able to provide enough oxygen and blood to the working muscles to keep your heart rate steady. It reaches a point where it stays, where that may, may be at 60%, maybe at 70%, it doesn't matter what it is, even 50% of max heart rate and just stays there. Your body's able to adapt um, and it's able to provide enough energy, enough oxygen and enough blood to the body um, to be able to sustain that for a long period of time. Now, the pro and as I talked about before, it's typical in things like jogging, swimming, bike riding, whatever it may be. The pros of this is that it is lower intensity. Okay, so it, it's easier. I mean, it's it just is. I, I find it a lot easier. Um, Physically, it is a lot easier. Sometimes mentally, it's a lot harder. Um, so the intensity is a lot lower, which also means that your recovery is going to be a lot easier. So if you go for a very light jog for, unless you, unless it's the first time you've ran in buddy five years, you're going to be sore as fuck. But if you train regularly and you go for a jog for say 30 minutes, the chances are the next day you're going to feel fine, completely fine. Physiologically, you're going to recover fine. You're not taxing your body too much. So recovery um, is on point. Um, it is very easy to track if we're talking about body composition and energy expenditure. So if I'm doing, let's say I'm on the bike and I want to burn 400 calories, I can track that session in any way, any speed, at any time and you know distance that I want to make sure that I burn, say, 300 calories and then I can get off the bike and I'm done, okay? It's very easy to track, whereas when we're doing HIIT, you know, as I said before, you've got that effect where your body's still burning calories and energy um, post-session. Post so it's hard to figure out how much energy you're actually expending if that's something that you're wanting to track. Um, the other pros of steady state is things like no equipment. Again, you can just go for a jog. You don't need gym memberships. You don't need access to, to anything. Um, another thing that I find with steady state is that it's very good for your headspace. Things like going even for a walk or just a slow jog, listening to a podcast or just listening to music. It's, it's great to clear the mind. It's great for your, your mental health and your headspace. And that's obviously something that I'm big on um, as you would know, and it's a benefit. I, I find that's a that's a benefit of steady state. And the, I guess the last thing, there's just probably plenty more that we could add to this list, but the last thing is that it doesn't require as much mental toughness, I guess you could say, or mental stamina. And, and you know, I'm sure people are listening at the moment that have run marathons or done triathlons and they're thinking to themselves, this guy's got fucking no idea what he's talking about. It takes a lot of mental strength to get up and go for long runs or rides and swims, and I agree. But I'm talking about being able to get into a space where you can almost just switch off, just roll the legs over, get in your your rhythm, get in your groove and just go and just not think and just go compared to when we do hit where, like I said, it's max effort. You're absolutely cooked in between everyone. The last thing you want to do is another set, whereas I find I can just get into a groove with steady state, reach it, stay there and, and get the most out of the session 
And like I said, it's great for my headspace. Um, now the cons of steady state is that the output, your energy output can be lower depending on how much time you have to spare. So let's say you do it for an hour, obviously your energy output is probably going to be higher than whether you do 10 minutes of hit. Uh, but if we're just going for a low intensity steady state jog, as soon as we stop that exercise, our calorie burn or our energy burn is done. Okay, so yes, we may have burnt 300 compared to the hit, which only burnt 200 in the session. But as I said, our bodies are going to be burning energy throughout the day and the evening in hit. Whereas once we stop the steady state, it's done. Game over. Calories have been burnt. That's what it is. Um, it is, as I said, it is a lot easier to track. Um, but but the output can be lower. Uh, when we're talking about over the span of a week, if you're only doing a couple of steady state sessions, the output overall is going to be a bit lower. Uh, the other con is that it's time consuming. If you're wanting to burn a lot of calories, then yes, you have to spend a lot of time doing cardio, and a lot of people just don't have that. It seems like more and more people have less time, which is why we opt for the easiest options, why we opt for the most simple and, and mainstream, or mainstream, not mainstream, Streamline, I don't know. I can't remember the word that I'm. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. But it's why we always opt for the the most time efficient option, which steady state cardio is not. If you're trying to burn body fat, if you're trying to increase your energy output, and even if you're trying to increase your your performance, your energy output, uh, performance, your aerobic capacity. Sorry, um, which for an athlete, if those that are listening to this are athletes, and you need to build up your aerobic base, then yeah, you may need to do some steady state. But you still can get those benefits from HIT as well. Obviously, with HIT, you're getting anaerobic as well, which means um, you aren't able to provide enough oxygen, which I spoke about before. And I guess the reasons for choosing steady state, in my opinion, is that, one, if you are wanting to increase your aerobic capacity, it's a great way to build up a foundation. If you haven't been doing something for a while or if you're you're, you're wanting to just clear your head and, and make the most of your time and go for a walk or increase your, your energy output for the day, maybe it's trying to increase your need. And to do that, you might walk to work, which I would class as steady-state cardio. Another reason is that if you are following a high-volume program in the gym, steady-state is fantastic because it's not taxing on your muscles and your body, not even really on your mind. So you're able to get that energy output without having any real negative effect on your strength training or the, the, the work that you're doing in the gym, um, which, which is going to be of benefit to you and your results, your progressive overload that you're going to see um, uh, in, in the gym as well. I think I may add um, just another con to steady state, something I've just thought of now, is that those that have done a lot of long distance running, you'll know that it's actually horrible for your joints. And again, there's probably going to be people listening that don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. Um, if you're running on hard surfaces over and over and over again, doing a lot of Ks per week, it's not, it's not actually good for your body. Okay, so it can, although I said physically it is not as taxing to do steady state, it can be taxing on your joints. If this is something you're doing over and over and over again, you're building up your endurance and you're spending a lot of time doing this steady state cardio, if it is an impact type of exercise, so I'm not really talking about the bike or swimming or anything, if it's stuff like running, that repeated efforts over and over again can have an impact on your joints uh, and the health of your joints as well. So that's something to consider as well. So there you have it. That is your hit versus steady state debate i guess you could call it. it's not even a debate I, I like to use a mix of both um you just need to figure out what's going to be best for you which one is going to suit you and your goal um suit your body type what you feel like doing uh, in the end of the day if you don't enjoy what you do you will not do it um, and you won't get the best results so you need to figure out what's best for you hopefully these uh points i've touched on today are, are going to help you make that decision 
or at least understand the difference between the two. I think one of the biggest things you should take from today's episode is what I said at the start of today's show, talking about what hit actually is. I don't think anyone really understands how high of an intensity it needs to be to get the maximum benefit. If you're just doing intervals where you're just working relatively hard for 20, 30 seconds and then having a bit of rest and going again 20 seconds later, 30 seconds later, you're not getting the maximum benefits or the intended benefits of hit hit training in the first place. So thanks again for listening to the episode today, guys. I hope you've taken some value from the show. I am loving recording these episodes. I've got so much more to come for you. We've got some really cool guests coming up on the show. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Take a screenshot of today's episode if you think if you've gained some value or if you think those that around you could gain some value as well. Post it up on your Instagram story for me and tag me. I'd love to see who's listening. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you again in next week's episode.